It's not morning. Good morning, Shane. Buenos dias, mi amiga. Oh, wait a minute. There is... What is... Okay, I was watching something yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a podcast or something, but they sang... They sang... Um, Buenos dias. Okay, it'll come to me. They oh. sing it. It's like, it's like oh... It's what's her name? The, t- the TV lady, the the um news lady. Which news lady? There's a lot of the them. one. I don't know where she is, but she's Dominican, and okay. she's always talking in her her TV voice. Like she's like, okay. uh, time is oh tender. yeah, ABC, yeah, ABC Roberts' wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow ABC Roberts, and, and then his he wife is, is hilarious. Yes, because, he is, man. Because she said something to him, and he like she he sings he sings Buenos Dias like yeah. does mother in law like stars, I, I can't yes, wait it, to see yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, so yeah, then yeah. all these other people were doing the same thing. I like, saw that real most definitely. Yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah, you see the one where he was trying to dance with Chata with his mother in law. No, oh my God, just because you know, they're I Dominican, Dominican. Yeah, yeah he put up one where uh, she was, uh, she put in the caption something like, um, you know, don't believe everything they tell you in the beginning. Whatever, I guess he told her he knew how to dance bachata. And then, uh, like, him and his mother in law are sitting there and he's like doing the electric slide. He's doing like all these random moves. So, because he can't dance bachata. No, that no. baby looks just like him. We know who was putting in the work that night. You know what I'm she saying? <laughs> Robert was putting just it down. Like, him. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, they're funny. They are funny. So, all right, who are we, Shane? Man, who are we? We are two uncensored seasoned corporate veterans who are here to pass along the wisdom we receive from lessons learned from mistakes made in hopes that you don't do the same thing. But if you do, if you decide to fuck up, you can go don't, ahead and laugh while you're do doing it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because it's a decision. It's a decision. Yeah, it's a decision. It's, it's a, decision. a decision. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't be stealing that stuff out the pantry and taking it home. That is do it so anyway. funny. Don't do it from Don't work. Steal. From work. <laughs> are people from in the work? office? <laughs> no, I, they got. They, there hey, are lots of people in the office. Why buy care eggs when I can just take the care pods from the office and take them home? That is so funny. You well, I tell you, I did. Uh, I have taken toilet paper from work before years ago. Toilet paper. When I was a struggling. Mm-hmm. Listen, when we first got married, I used to take paper plates out the. Uh, take paper plates out the kitchen. Why paper plates? You have plates at home, I'm sure. So I didn't have to wash dishes. That is so funny. That is that's like when Jay got his first apartment when he went to school. And um he's like, uh, I'm not I'm not buying dishes. I'm not buying I'm buying everything, play, paper plates and plastic. I said, No, that's terrible for the environment. Recycling and you're not gonna recycle and you're not gonna you sound like you sound like my neighbor Juan who said I'm just trying to tell you. He said all years ago, he said it all goes to the same place. It does. Time. Listen, guys, if you look at the little numbers in between the plastic at the bottom of your bottles, they'll tell you whether or not it's recyclable. And very little, very small amount of the plastic that we actually use is recyclable. It shit all goes to the same thing. Oh, gosh. Help me. So <laughs> everything, everything's a hoax. Everything is a hoax, right? Everything that is for profit is usually a hoax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we live okay. in a capitalist society, so I can make, if I tell you that all this stuff can be recycled and mm-hmm. then you start recycling it, now I have another way to make money. What if I told you that, you know, this stuff can't be recycled, then you know, I'm just cutting down on a profit margin, a whole profit, you know, cipher I'm going to turn off just to tell you the truth? No. 
did this to you. Um, Experiencing life. Did you but see that? Me. Did you see the baby? It's she is like she is like a, a like she is the makings of a like a Marvel comic book villain or <laughs> not Marvel. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the other one? DC. DC. She sounds like the Joker. She's like one. Oh, that's good. Oh, it, it's like this devilish laugh. It's so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be a she's gonna be a comic book book villain. All right, so. All right, so good news. We got some good news, right? Yeah. I read this. I thought it was so cool. All right, now I gotta find it. Let's. Oh, I can't stand so these articles. Wow. Oh, why are you looking for that? So uh-huh. if your plastic is plastic, and that little triangle has three, four, or six. Okay. Or seven. Okay. Three, four, six, three, or four, seven. Yeah. It's not recyclable. So they're just lying? They're just lying. Three, four, six, six or, seven. or seven. Three, four, six. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go check all the plastic when I, um, yeah, when I'm done. Okay. So Roy, uh, Roy Alela is a 25-year-old engineer and inventor from Kenya, and he has found the ultimate solution to bridging the communication barrier between deaf and hearing people. He's invented sign I.O. gloves that can translate signed hand movements into audible speech so deaf people can talk, even to those who don't understand sign language. How cool is that? That is very cool. cool. Very cool. Black folk be winning. Where would this world be without us? Oh, gosh. Um, You know what? That's funny because um, Elizabeth Leba, who wrote um, I'm Not Yelling, I follow her on um, LinkedIn. Mm Mm-hmm. And she posted something about um, the man, I can't remember his name, I feel terrible, who actually, like, who, who I guess when Thomas Edison created the light bulb, it was so expensive, and this guy did the made a cheaper filament or whatever. What, it's a black dude. I can't remember his name. And so it was just like a, a more, a, a, you know, the more you know type thing. And some hurt w- older white man had to chime in and say, there are lots of um, unsung heroes that are Asian and white or Caucasian and blah, you know, people are like, yeah. what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. The more, you know, moment, you know, yeah. now I can't think of his name. I think um, that having, you know, those gloves where we can have people understand ASL is pretty dope. I think we go back. I think ASL this year has really like come to be, accepted more normally and more like turned up i've seen so many like asl uh social media accounts of people like you know just having like arguments yeah like like girls being like really hood with their asl movements like you know and it's just hilarious (laughs) right like it is hilarious you're like yo after you see there's diversity doing doing asl at the concerts you know yep (laughs) let me see yeah so that was um the super bowl we had the first asl performance super bowl um yeah but i mean year. but lots of um i think who had one uh, there's been a number of concerts where they had like i think Busta rhymes there was somebody yeah, yeah. oh yeah. waka flocka had a really good one yeah. then yeah. like so this year for rihanna it was justina millis was the like the girl she, who was oh the, yeah she was more i'm i'm just gonna say it she was more exciting than yo she Rih- was rihanna was she didn't have to be because you know what Rihanna could just stand there and breathe and we should all be thankful to be able to witness uh, her breathing you know well, yeah, she's dope but you know. i wanted to see some shout out Rihanna. to the navy why what happened 
Navy. That's what Rihanna fans are, the Navy. Oh, they're the Navy. Why? What does yeah. that stand for? That's just what Rihanna's fans are. They are? Yes. Okay. The yes. Navy. I had no Navy. idea. It's okay. okay. Now you know. Oh, okay. I need to find this thing. This is gonna this is gonna bother me. Um that's no problem. But in the meantime. Yeah. All right. So oh good more good news. Did, Diddy people. or what is Diddy now? Is he Diddy? He love. Diddy? No, he's love. I thought he's he, is didn't he change it to love? He's love. Yeah, he changed his name to love. I think he's trying to emulate what his name is. Because he's doing some really cool shit out here in these streets. Oh, so, oh, okay, so now, now he's love. Okay, because I know he gave some money away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Not just did he give away money. He gave away his artist their publishing rights back. Yeah, he gave them their pub. Yeah, so he's he's reassigning the publishing rights of Bad Boy Records catalog to the artists and songwriters behind the music ahead of the music's lab- label's 30th anniversary and his upcoming album release. Hmm. He's he's faced criticism for years because he didn't treat his artists fairly. They always said he didn't. They always yeah he he had a running through. They said he always ran through artists. Like he get somebody good, like Craig Mack. Then you yeah, don't burns him out. Um, yeah, just yeah. Total Craig Mack. I mean Mace. So they're saying that by him giving back these publishing, that's cost him um, a few hundred million dollars. That's um, all. Yeah, well, okay. nine figures. Yep, yep, okay. yep. So they get to have that. Now, like you pointed out earlier when we were talking about it, he gave them the publishing, but what he didn't give them was the, the masters. masters. Yeah. So <laughs> like, they yeah, could do I'll a they you... could do a Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. And they can re record all their songs. And that's what she's then, doing. Yeah. I wouldn't now mind for, hearing Mace re record. I don't know if he can I don't know if he still got that. There was a hint of like youth and like happiness in Mace's voice. Oh. Now Mace does a podcast now with Cameron, and he you know does? he's he's much more. Like, Wait a minute, he's on Cameron's podcast. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, it is what it is. Sports is it is what it is. Oh. They do it on YouTube. Shit is hilarious. It, it is. is. Yeah, you know, because they really get into the the gritty side of the sports conversations. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's dope to hear their perspective on it. And but he for doesn't those, sound... No, I mean, I don't think he's... His music, remember his music was kind of happy and go it lucky? It was happy, so he can't... I don't think he got that anymore. I think after a while, life kind of takes some of that from you. You know? And you can't go and sing happy songs? Can you get it back? Would it sound the same? Would it be the same? Mason Diddy going at it and there. You know, because some of the Latin songs that makes it popping on Diddy was on those too. Yeah. Oh, so he would have to. Yeah. Well, you don't have to have Diddy. <laughs> like, like Shook Knight says, you want a producer who's all in the video dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, I watched, I watched, I don't know if I'm ashamed to say it or not, but I watched a documentary with Shook Knight. The oh, other how day. was it? It was one on VH1 or no, was it? it was okay. either, I think it was on Netflix. Okay. How and they it? were they were boys, like they all were. Yeah, yeah they were like Shug. I didn't know Shug was like like Diddy would come out to L.A. and he would put him down, and yeah, they were boys. So I think they were a little blindsided what during the Source Awards when it was New York when when Shug got up on the stage and started talking. Said what he said. Yeah, said said what he said. Said so, what he said. Yeah. Well, who's <laughs> gonna, I mean, who's going who's going to check who's going to check Shug Knight? 
Uh, no. Apparently, the uh, U.S. penal well, system, yeah, is well, checked have, so, and yeah. his ass is locked up. You I know. know. He, he was, you know, Knight got kind of wild out there. Remember, he ran folks over with his truck in the drive. What the fuck? It was Shug. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't run people over with your truck. That just, no, 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 sure. you cannot do that. You can't do that. So, yeah. all right. Speaking of whack or crazy or whatever, whatever the kids are saying, what is something bad? What are the kids saying when it's bad? What is it? I don't even know what the kids say. I don't know any of the weird terms. I know cap, maybe like, uh, but that's for like if you're lying. And is then it? My, yeah. And then my son is big on the word riz, which that's. Is, you know, charisma, short for charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, heaven forbid it mean, meant respect. <laughs> <laughs> heaven forbid. <sighs> All right. So I hadn't heard about this. I, I don't know if you have it. It's, it's a drug called crank. Yeah. It, and it's like creating zombies, basically. Um, the, the, you mean the, trank? Yeah, is creating walking zombies yeah. of people. Um, it says the no, basically, Okay, this is an animal tranquilizer. Yeah. Why, people? Why? I saw it's a, a video someone did when they were uh, going on Skid Row in LA, mm -hmm. and they just showed everybody who was on Trank, and it was just, it literally looked like The Walking Dead. Folks yeah. were just like hunched yeah. over, just, yeah, it was crazy. That is insane. So, so now they're saying men were more likely to be using opioids that contain xyliz what xylazine. Um, and to die from opioid um, overdose than women. So I don't know why. The percentage of fatal opioid overdoses in xylazine has been, uh, was detected by, what? Was detected to, to have risen by 276% from 2.9% to 10.9% between January of 2019 through June of 2022. That's a, according to the CDC. Yeah, um, everybody was trying everything during the quarantine. Oh you wanted God. to try whatever you needed to try to Jeez. make those feelings that you were feeling go away. The people are in pain. If you want to take a horse tranquilizer, basically, it's an That's animal how much pain you're feeling. Not meant for human consumption, just like the, oh my gosh. It can lull people into a state of unconsciousness for hours, increasing the risk of robbery or assault. It can also slow the heart rate and lower the blood pressure. Um. Oh, oh, and here's the best part. With chronic use, Trank causes dramatic disfiguring wounds, usually in a person's legs or arms. Is that mm. not in, is that not insane? You hurt so bad that you want to put a hole in your it body. Can incur, it can occur whether the drug was snorted, smoked, or injected. Yeah, shit crazy. I mean, oh, you know. And, and the pe no, so it's not bad enough that you're taking an animal sedative. Some people are even um, lacing it with fentanyl. Yo, now, if, why don't you just take a gun to your head? Maybe, maybe they want to go out, but they want to oh. go out on a high or whatever. You know, if there's ways to die, I don't want to die violently. If I die, you know. But you are, you're like destroying your body. You're, that is violently to me. If you break out in sores and you're. Yeah. And you're half dead, basically. Um, a lot of people are hurting, like you said. You know, I think quarantine pandemic helped people realize they don't like themselves. Can you imagine spending endless hours? You know, there's a lot of people who are married with partners who complain about, you know, finding out more annoying ticks about their spouses <laughs> during the pandemic. There's a lot of divorces because of the pandemic. 
but imagine not having anyone oh. at all. Imagine you're just in your house by oh yourself, twenty four seven. Yeah. For what was that? Uh, we saw three, four months. We was on the hard yeah, block now. That yeah, you know? I, I good. My sister was like that, and I was like, man, that's yeah, I would have to circle to back to the last dude I dated and be like, exactly. Uh, yeah, I got to I got to circle back. I got to run it back. Cause this is crazy. Like, you need toilet paper. I need toilet paper. Why exactly. Because this toilet is paper together. Because that's what's literally like how Jason and I spent our Saturdays. Right. And he would act like we weren't together. He'd be like, excuse me, ma'am, can you back up? We'd be in like <laughs> <laughs> uh, six that's feet. Funny. That's funny. I remember the time I was in. I was in Walmart, and I really go to Walmart. And uh, well, we needed toilet paper. I just don't like the lighting. And um, we were in there, and this guy came up to me like, you looking for toilet paper? I was like, yeah. He said, over at, um, what's that place called? Oh, what is, not Trader Joe's, Aldi's. Aldi. He's yeah. like, the Aldi's over on Memorial Drive has toilet, has toilet paper. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, okay. I said, oh, honey, we gotta go. Yeah, find out where you know, find out where the toilet paper was. Was it come up? And then we couldn't room. buy. We bought a like a sixteen pack or whatever, but they wouldn't. I said we need to buy two. Like nope, they weren't letting you, people buy. A I said we, we checked out separately. I was like, we'll just check That's out. That's the separately. smart thing to do. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the a lot of people didn't have that person to be annoyed by, and they're just sitting there. And you, after a while, you realize you don't like yourself. So now you start taking drugs to help quell that voice that's okay. in your head. And just Jeez. keep going down that path. Oh my gosh, that is spiraling. awful. That's awful. I mean, I yeah, I don't. I I think my husband and I are kind of like we like to be alone in our house with other people. Yeah, like, but not I like I not. love you. I don't want to be bothered by you, but I want you around me at the I same you. time. You know, <laughs> I want you. Like, don't bother me, but please yeah, be right. near me, yeah, not bothering me. me. But yeah, please right. be near me, not bothering. Because I used to accuse him of that, but I think I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah, like Errol, I, think, I was watching something last yesterday. Oh, she came, she came. I was like, "Can I have a hug?" I was like, mm, "No, come back." Yeah, I'm yeah watching, no, a little, little overstimulated right now. And she was like, know? "How about an elbow bump?" I'm like, "Okay, elbow bump, thanks." <laughs> I think that that doesn't stop. My daughter is forever wanting affection from my wife. It is like, I'm like, "Damn, girl, using up all her touch time. She gonna have no touch time left for me." You're so right. stupid. Yeah, Ar- oh, that man. doesn't. Go- I don't think that goes away because Ariel is she's 16. <laughs> My daughter's ten. No. Yeah, so, it doesn't yeah. go. Does not go away. She's so she's a sweetheart, though. All right. So here it asks: Does Narcan work on Trank overdoses? And it doesn't because xylazine is not an opioid. So yeah, it's something new. Something. Who who is the evil person who thought you know what? Let me evil. get out here and market this animal tranquilizer. I think somebody people. was hurting. No, but how did they know? So, I mean, I'm just. I mean, they probably used it themselves, told somebody about how great it helped them forget about whatever pain. It had to be a vet. Either a vet or somebody veterinary associated. Like somebody who knew that humans can take horse tranquilizers up to a certain point. And it can have very, you know, interesting side effects. whatever. So somebody who was affiliated or associated with veterinary medicine started this. Jeez, it's sad. Okay, so what is this? What's in our next? Oh, indeed, indeed, CEO. Um, he wants to create 
what does he want to create, Shane? He wants Cyb to create AI. Cyborg, yeah, cyborg recruiters that play the strength that the strengths of both humans and AI. So that's your that's all your wheelhouse, Shane. So tell everybody what that means. So AI is artificial intelligence, and what the indeed CEO wants to do is to eliminate the use of persons in screening, sourcing, and uh, interviewing candidates that apply for jobs. Now, this sounds crazy. Oh, my God, he wants to replace all the people. But this technology has been around for a very long time. Uh, it's just been being used with the use of uh, humans, right? Uh, recruiters, when we have certain ATS systems, it'll rank resumes as to who's most qualified, who's least qualified for a job. Uh, when recruiters are sourcing different job boards for qualified candidates, we set up a search in which uh, the job board will send us a list of qualified persons who meet the criteria for our job on a daily basis, right? So AI has been out here sourcing, recruiting, and screening for candidates. Um, just the Indeed CEO is making it clear that he is all about that bottom line and knows that it's cheaper just to use AI to do the recruiting work rather than to have an entire talent acquisition team uh doing the things and if done properly if done properly ai will be significantly less biased than humans that are doing the job itself um because as humans we are inherently biased we cannot get around it we all have likes and dislikes and therefore our work everything we do is going to have a little bit of bias to them no matter how much we try so the indeed ceo is thinking that he can create more equity and more, uh, excuse me, he can create more equity and he can create more diversity using AI. And also he can save a whole hell of a lot of money uh, by using AI to do, uh, you know, recruiting, sourcing, interviewing, whatnot. Yeah, that's, yeah. We better, I mean, people better. Tighten up. Wake up, yeah. And hey, use AI. Figure, figure something out. Don't um, be blockbusting the world of Netflix. Right, Embrace AI. AI. <laughs> I'm still trying to find this, but this guy's name, this is going to. I mean, because it's true. Like, you know, I think it looks cute that he's saying that. And that was kind of bothersome when I, when I saw that article, because it's like, mm -hmm. dude, you're not saying anything new. We've been using AI to do recruiting. You're like, this is not, you're not some, you know, evil genius here who's come up with some great plan. You, you're literally just doing something that Indeed has been doing for years. Indeed's always, here's how you know AI has been in existence. Everyone who has an Indeed account has set up Indeed alerts in and which they, Indeed uh -huh. sends you jobs. LinkedIn that is AI. Uh -huh. LinkedIn as well. Right, Monster right. as well. Career Builder as well. Right. That's artificial intelligence. That's artificial right. intelligence going through their job boards, looking for newly posted jobs that fit your criteria uh -huh. of the algorithm. And the algorithm is that information you put in there, what you wanted, where the job has to be located, how much you want to be paid. Right. The terms, key terms, those are all algorithms or models, right? So we were all baby AI prompt engineers in different aspects of our mm -hmm. life. And, and, you know, these job boards have been doing this for years. And every day when you get that list of new jobs, that is AI. Right. That is artificial intelligence, people. It's been here. It's been in play. Now you have to figure out how to incorporate it into your work life so you don't get replaced by AI. Right. Yep. I'm still trying. That's to where it comes in. But you know, it's here. Don't be, don't be like blockbuster. And people say, uh, why do you say that? Because not many people realize that 
Netflix came to Blockbuster mm-hmm. wanting Blockbuster to buy them. It was like, yo, buy me, absorb me. Right. And Blockbuster was like, nah, you just a fad. Ain't nobody going to be fucking with you in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Little did they know. Little did they know. You remember, remember when there was Redbox? Yeah. I feel like Redbox even gave Blockbuster a run for their money for a little while. Because like yeah. red boxes were everywhere. There's a grocery store, grocery yeah. store, and there's one right outside. Do they still have those? I, I don't think know. I haven't seen a red do. box. I'm sure they do. Some people still got DVD players out here. Everything's yeah, I have one in my car. My van. Shout out to Trish in her uh, when her car she means her Mercedes Benz. That's a van. Uh, it's a Honda. Six hundred. No, no. I don't even drive. It's a Honda minivan. It's Odyssey. I love that thing. Um, people who have all, all right. drivers and they don't drive. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah, I have a driver. That's like Jake. Last week he said that he was gonna uh, when he gets a government contract, he's gonna go buy me a G Wagon. I said, I don't drive. He said, I'll get you a driver then. I'm like, okay. Boom. There you go. <laughs> um Laura, uh, Lewis Howard Lattimore. So he didn't make he didn't invent the light bulb, he made it better. So that's what right. it is. Um, the filament for the light the yes, filament yeah. for the uh, light bulb. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, what else? There was something else. What else was there? What else was there? there what else something. wasn't there? Mm, I don't know. I thought there was something. I thought there was something else that I had that I maybe mentioned. I don't, I don't know. I didn't print it out. Um, what? How was your weekend? My weekend was straight. Um, I think this weekend, uh, one of the dads on my son's AU team is an assistant coach at a D1 university here okay. in North Carolina. And so he had the boys come over to that school's uh, practice facility. And we were basically Ooh. boys had access to go play ball at this uh, on you know, a D1 court all weekend long, whatever, running drills and just working out, just getting ready for AU season. So that was cool. When does it start? Uh, our tryouts is October 1st is when our team tries out again. So, if you're on the team, you just have to continue to, to, try, to try out every year. Most definitely. Wow. Shit, if you make the team, that mean you're going to make it till the end of the year. Our team always starts off with 13 or 14 boys. Uh-huh. By the time, and that's in October. By the time January comes around, we're usually down to like 10. And then the end of the season by July, we're usually down to like eight or seven. One is the travel schedule wears out on parents. And then two, the coach. If your kid isn't progressing, he's going to, you know, talk shit to you in the most you know eloquent manner that he can muster and let you know that your kid ain't fucking cutting it and then usually parents get a problem with that and then they'll so quit it's not, it's not for fun it's look everything is fun when you're winning <laughs> right i don't tell you okay. we have fun like you know our boys win so you know when you're on the team and you're winning it's fun as fuck you know um mm-hmm. our boys Rank got up to rank number one in North Carolina last year oh, for fifth grade AU boys. So I mean, they have fun. We are we are. They're, no, I was telling you earlier this summer that we were playing yeah, the, a local tournament and we played up to the eighth grade. Yeah, and we blew them out by fifty. And then they kicked us out of the league because they said that we were too good uh, to play in their league. Also, and hurt their kids' feelings. So oh, you know. Mm, okay. Um. That's, What'd yeah. you do this weekend? Did you go see it's anything like, cool? Oh, I was going to say it's a blur, but I did. I went to go see Equalizer. Shout so, out to Equalizer. Um, yeah, shout out to, um, to Antoine Fuqua. 
who used to go by Tony, or my dad and his dad were best friends when I was growing I up. I told y'all she so, know everybody. I don't know everybody. So she if he saw everybody. me today, he would not remember me. <laughs> I wouldn't she remember him because because he's a big time director. So and you're a big time um, podcast. And I think he. Okay, you're right. Um, yeah, it's so funny when you know somebody's a kid. You're like, you know, it's it's pretty cool. So now describe the level of violence the way you described it to me. This uh, it was. It was. It was used the director too. Oh yeah, it was Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Yo, love it! Um, I, I love it. I oh, I like had my hand up like the entire time, and I I don't think I ever told you this. I passed out of the Quentin Tarantino movie. Really? Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So so I'm I'm sitting there and they're like the. Did you see it? You so you saw yeah. the end with all the oh gosh, just the melee, and um, Brad Pitt gets stabbed in the thigh. And that I did love, a few. I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> that was it. And I was like, my heart was racing. Not my brain. I was like, and my girlfriend was like, I said, I I feel lightheaded. And she was like, okay, here, let's get up and go get some air. Next thing I know, I'm on the floor. In the, on the dirty floor mm. in the walkway in the movie theater. Good. And I, I wake up and I was like, am I, am I in the movie? <laughs> I thought I was in the movie. People are all standing around me. The movie's still going. And I was like, I'm on the dirty floor. She said, I put your um, purse under you. I'm like, you got my purse before? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's called my, she called my husband, but he was at a game. I think he was at a baseball game. So she, she ended up, oh, no, she called my mom and I could hear I was like, hang up, because Ariel was there. I was like, hang up. And then she called Jason. Somebody called 911. They made me get an ambulance. And yeah, I was dehydrated. So you never saw the end of the movie? No, I didn't. No. And I never have you ever gone back? <laughs> I was like, have you ever gone back to the movie? Anyway, so I end up going to a cardiologist and he says, You're the second person to pass out to in the Quentin Tarantino movie. No, shout out to he had somebody Tarantino. passed out at Kill Bill. Yo, that makes sense, right? You know, and I, I could never fiction? watch Kill Bill. Oh, I love Pulp Fiction. How you not pass out to Pulp Fiction? Pulp God, Fiction man. is not. I... Until you know when I pass out Pulp Fiction, the Vin Rame scene in the basement with the cops. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. That, that was that, that was that, awful. That, but I mean, but awful. Kill Bill is like slicing people's heads out. You know, just I'm good with gore. You know, I'm not a big. I I am great with gore. Actually, mm -hmm. I like gore. I don't like breaking, which is weird. Like, so we're talking about somebody getting shot with a bullet. That's cool. Getting somebody getting sliced, but I can't see a bone break. If I see oh, a yeah. bone break, no. oh, especially yeah, if the one. bone breaks the skin or something like that. Oh. Ugh. Well, yeah, that was I can't. About it. Oh, my wife would love. She loves sending me gym, yeah. like random gym in oh, injury no. videos. I'm oh, like, no. I work out. I can't look at people getting their no. legs no. snapped in half on the leg press because no. now when I get on I the would. leg press, I'm, I'm paranoid about, as fuck. Yeah, no, I, but, that happened to a friend of mine. His brother pl was playing basketball and jumped. He jumped up when he, he jumped down. His shin broke. Yeah. And went through the skin. Like everybody in there was like, just like then that, then a bad that happened to a basketball player. Like yeah, man, two basketball yeah. players, uh, high school. Yeah. I mean, college basketball player at Cincinnati. Yeah, people and then were Paul like Paul George when he was yeah. playing uh, in the Olympics. That was probably yeah. one of the worst breaks. Yeah, Paul George when he came. Uh, I wouldn't know. I did not watch it. So anyway, Equalizer <laughs> was it was gratuitous violence. Mm. I mean, just 
slice and dice. It was, I didn't see it. Like I, I finally turned back and see, just see the blood. Usually I can't even watch the blood, but I was I like, oh to go see my. It. And it's very quiet. It's very cool. I mean, you know, Denzel's character is just very chill and quiet. Yeah. And, um, and he, He's starting to sound like Tracy Morgan to me. <laughs> or Tracy Morgan's getting better at his Denzel impersonations. Maybe, one. but that that New York is just really yeah. coming up. The older he gets, the more New York the he more gets. More New York. Yep. He don't even try to hide coming. it no more. No, that no, that is that. Now I wonder is I gotta look it up, but is the equalizer is his character based in New York? Are they in New York for the storyline? Or in Italy? Is, well, I mean, but originally is he a New Yorker? Is his character no, New York? Boston. Boston. They're in Boston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. In so it was good. Dakota Fang did her thing. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. Did yeah. you cry when you got the first Creasy Bear and Dakota scene on the on the screen together? No, I just said Creasy. I was start laughing. I really want to go see it this weekend, but the kids. So we have a rule in our house: we do a large family activity on Sundays. Okay. Um, along with like dinner, whatever. As long as responsibilities were handled during the week, school okay. work, chores, whatever. And so this week was to go to the movies to go see Equalizer, but they was fucking up with their schoolwork and shit. And so were they we supposed to go? Yeah, we're gonna take everybody. Oh, they've watched. My kids are built different. My my well, wife. Shout out to my wife. A, there was a five or six year old in there, and he was like, "Oh, like yeah. it was no big deal to him." I was like, first of all, this is bad parenting. Second of all, oh my <laughs> gosh, he he's tougher than I am." My wife loves horror movies, anything horror, like, scare movies, and so my kids have been watching horror movies since they've been like old enough to walk, right? So they've watched the Jasons, they've watched the uh, any sort of haunting like, movies, any sort of like, like um, any sort of any of that shit. Revenge I like the scary movies, but I do not like slasher movies. I've never liked yeah. slasher movies. So my wife, my kids will watch all those. Killer clowns. They watch movies that I don't watch because I, I hate clowns. I hate clowns. They went and um, saw that. What's that fucking doll movie? Yeah. With the little white artificial doll that was killing people that came out earlier this Chucky? summer. No, it was a little. The doll was a little white girl. Megan. Megan. Yes, they went and saw Megan. I was like, I'm not going to see that shit. I was like, Harry, I will Harry not. See Megan. She said it was Megan. a comedy. Yeah, that's what the wife she said, said but I'm hilarious. like. Mm-mm. Yeah, Ariel I'm, likes scary movies. Like yeah, she and her friend it. Elizabeth, they go to all. They go. They just saw something a couple weeks ago, and she's like, "You should see it." I'm like, "That's okay." I'm like, "There's something wrong with you if you enjoy the feeling of fright." Yes, I don't, I don't and you like know fright. what? I always enjoyed that feeling. I I don't know what happened to me. I wanted to be scared. You got like, wiser. Roller coaster, or I was gonna say roller coasters. You know, or roller I wanted coasters. to be in the front yep. row. You know, it's like all. All you know, I wanted that fear, and it's funny because when I was a kid, there was an, I read this in um online the other day. Um, at eleven thirty, this chiller theater would come on. They play, and it was Bill Cardell, Chili Billy, and he was like all campy, and he would do like the you know the the prelogue or whatever, um, to these scary movies, right? And then he'd come on in between commercials, and I would say. I'm taking a nap, like a 10. I'm telling my grandma, I'm taking a nap. Wake me up when Chiller Theater comes on. And I would say, why did you wake me up? Because when you once I fall asleep, you can't wake me up. I cannot be awake. Well, at least when I was a child, you, you the house could have moved and I would have not awakened. Now, you know, after having kids, every I hear everything. Every sound stirs you. Even though I think I had a dream that there was a slight um, earthquake. And that oh. may not have been a dream because that's happened here before. 
like I like in the middle like in the middle of the night I like the bed was rumbling I felt something but I didn't it didn't I didn't get up but anyway so Chiller Theater is in Pittsburgh on WPXI is coming back so I don't know who the host is going to be but I wish I could watch it maybe maybe I can watch it do you think I can watch regional I'm sure you can yeah I don't see why you couldn't they had the scariest they had the scariest movies like yeah super scary anyway but now I don't really want to be scared i think no life is scary enough I think that's so, true. anyway so yeah my wife, so-, um, so my wife she listens to this dude on youtube mm-hmm. who kind of like does the same thing he tells like current stories they're scary stories it, well i mean there's supposed to be real life events okay that is now like mysterious ending or people are missing or whatever. And I'm trying uh-huh. to think of the dude's name or whatever. Uh, when I think about it, I'll let you know. But yeah, it is weird. I don't like that. Feeling oh, he tell, right? there, there's a girl who I don't guess. I don't know if she's on YouTube, but I, I've seen her on reels where she tells like stories of like crazy stories and puts makeup on. Oh, wow. Like she puts this crazy, like she's a makeup artist. She puts these make, makes her face up as she's telling like, it could be like black Dahlia or you know some Truman Capote-esque like story yeah she's putting all this makeup on then when she's done her face is all made up oh so while she's telling the story she's putting she's on the putting makeup, the makeup. Mm-hmm. that's kind of like the oh I like that that's a nice little yeah you're like shtick. oh okay you're like watch her and she's like yeah and then you know putting the eye <laughs> eyeliner it's like on a two-part stuff. thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah there was something I saw the other day and it didn't it was like a story and it was supposed to have a two part, mm-hmm. and there wasn't. So I was like, "So what happened?" And oh, that's the worst. That's the cliffhangers. I, yeah. looking, I was like, "There was nothing. There was nothing." I was like, "I, I gave it the thumbs down." I was like, "Thumbs down." <laughs> those true, like those true crime stories type yeah, shit. You're not finishing. Yeah. What? What's up with that? So, oh, there's this one family. They live in a haunted house. They bought this haunted house to remodel it. Mm-hmm. And they took you through like the whole remodeling of the house and different stuff that happened in the house and videos and stuff like that. Like you, you're like, you decide for yourself. Like, okay. Um, like I bought it. It was like, I bought it out haunted house or something. Okay. So what a, today is Tuesday. Where, today I mean, is Tuesday. it feels like the whole weekend just flew by. Um, so other than the movies, I mean, I've went for some walks with Jason and the dog. So that's pretty much it. Oh, and I made Szechuan, Beef stir fry yesterday. That beef sounds broccoli. tasty. It was so spicy. I was like, my yeah, my nose was running. So, but it was super tasty. But anyway, all right. What's our main? You're going to do our main topic, Shane. Tell everybody about our main topic. I'm doing the main topic today. Oh, I sent it to you. I said that. Did I send it no, to you? you I don't think you sent it to me, Trish. I sent it. It's it's you know what it is about your work spouse. Oh. That main topic. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there? Oh, that's funny. I don't know. So, yeah. So, our main topic today <laughs> is going to be your work spouses. Now, we kind of touched on this before. If you listen to any of our podcasts, we have kind of given you the top 10 things you should do and should not do while in the office. And one of those things in particular has always been and will always be uh, not having a work spouse. You cannot under any circumstances, 
start having a work spouse when you got a real spouse at home. Now, if you're single, you can't have a work spouse. You cannot. You cannot. You can't. I thought you could. I I say you can't. You can't mix. You can't mix it because eventually it's going to turn into something more than what it should be, right? And so, just for no, everyone, what is not. it? Yes, oh it will. Oh my it... god! Oh no, my it won't. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Especially, okay. okay, good. Especially if the two people are attractive. Now, it's one thing to have a work spouse. Your work husband is like some old man in the mailroom, or the old lady at well, the cafeteria. Be, no, that wouldn't know. be your work husband. You know, y'all want to would... play. Y'all want to play and be a little flirty with the old people. That's fine. No, it's not. You're not flirty with your work spouse. They're just no. Yes, you are. That's what makes no, it a work spouse. No, you're not. No, you're not. Oh my no. gosh. Do, do okay, so work... let's let's clarify okay. this. Right, you What's go. your right, you you, you define work spouse first? What's your definition no, of a work to spouse? To me, the work spouse is that is that person you click with mm -hmm. you and you're simpatico with. Like you talk shit with that person. Like you you always have something smart to say. Like that that's the to me the work spouse is somebody who gets you. Like they get you, not okay. somebody you're attracted to. So you, yeah. So what's your debt? You're so. Funny. My definition of work spouse <laughs> is someone who you form a kinship with mm -hmm. over the environment in which you're working in, okay. and that it is also someone who you have an attraction to. Right. Mm. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, Your work spouse is someone that you can flirt with, someone you go to lunch with. They bring you lunch. You bring them lunch. No, I'm not you bringing think, them lunch. See, you never had a work spouse. And you never you never had a work husband if you've never brought a nigga lunch because he just <laughs> never brought anybody husband. lunch. Yeah. No. So okay. So so if you look at the what the article says, there are people in the workplace who have developed a relationship closer than friendship. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, no, go I'm ahead. Gonna... Keep reading. Oh. Keep reading. One Keep reading. coworker described James isn't just my coworker. He's my person at work, my, my go-to. I share I things with him, things with him that I don't share, don't share with, with others, others in the, in the office. office. And he does the same he with me. I trust. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, keep reading. No, it I says trust a... him. He trusts he me. Trusts. We have a special, close, platonic, <laughs> emotional bond. We are loyal, honest, supportive of one another. I respect him. He respects me. God damn, if that don't sound like somebody you fucking, but you're not fucking. Well, that doesn't, that's not to me, because I don't have none of that with my husband. So <laughs> I'm like, no, it doesn't. That was that's funny. I'm like, what is this? Is this a no. marriage? What are they describing? No, this yeah. is this is yeah, this ain't marriage. This nobody would describe marriage this way. Your work spouse is nobody would that you nobody are would describe with. their real husband this way. No, no one who's really married. Like right. if you, I'm I'm not talking to you people who are like married for like, like six seven months. No, you don't count. That's not. James no. sounds like a fuck boy. Yeah, you got to have five years in. You got five years of marriage plus. You're not gonna describe your spouse like this. Yeah, when no. I tell you that James and you know Susie Ann, whoever this is, they close. They they hold each other's hand when they're going to lunch. Like James puts his hand on this small of her back, no, right at the top of her no, ass when he's no. escorting her through That's the door. Not cool. That's you know. Not cool. They stare mm -hmm. at each other's eyes when they're eating their food and no. they giggle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you tell us why so many people bond with a work spouse. So let's take it. We work a 40 hour work week is that is at least that's what they say. But in reality, we spend probably maybe 50, 60 hours at work because mm -hmm. it's, we got to drive to work, get there. We fool around, we sit around, we go, mm -hmm. you know, snack rooms, whatever. And it's usually after a while, 
there's one or two people in there that you see consistently. They're in your environment and you guys start hanging out. And then. And I've had and I've had plenty of guy friends like that, like where I get to work. We go down, we get my bacon and mm-hmm. get my decaf coffee or sometimes they would grab it for me mm-hmm. when I didn't get there. It's like, hey, Rich, can you go downstairs and get mm-hmm. <laughs> now? Then consider him a work spouse, more like a work cousin. Mm, no, to them, you're like brother. You're no. like their you're like their work, like no, your like work, work girlfriend I'm trying to get no. you up to work spouse level. You know what I'm no. saying? But you just never quite caught the hint that they was trying to be your work husband or whatever. Because your work okay. spouse, this person that you're spending all these hours with, you go grab lunch with them because yeah. you get comfortable with them. They're your safe space at work. You can talk shit about your managers together, you can talk shit about other co-workers right. together. It's not gonna go no yeah. further than this. You know, right. you know what? If you want to leave work and you like want to go grab lunch, you'll go grab this person because you know that's your person. You mm-hmm. fucking with them, they fucking with you. Now y'all go grab lunch together and conversations get a little bit more personal. You know, you start sharing other details because maybe you frustrated with your real spouse. Oh. So you tell your spouse what's going on. And then if your work spouse is a fuck boy or a fuck girl, they're gonna hit you with the damn. That's crazy. I would never do that if I was in their position. <laughs> Ooh, shit. So funny. Nah, that's he did what? Oh that's why. Nah, I'd rub your feet every night when you come home. You know oh, I mean? oh that's man. Not cool. Why are you getting McDonald's again today? Your wife don't yeah. cook you nothing? Don't that's worry about cool. it. I'm going to bring you something tomorrow. And then she oh, brings no. you a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. yeah. My girlfriend, yeah. China, you know, she don't play that greedy fat girl on uh, TikTok. She. She shuts down all the girls trying to cook for her husband. You know, like it happened. <laughs> like that's how the work spouse relationship starts going a little further and a little further. And some mm. people, some people can just keep it super flirty, super edgy, and don't really mm-hmm. cross the line. But then God forbid you're in a job where you travel with these people and now you out of town and you mm. just had a fight with your spouse. And you've uh, been fucking for about two or three weeks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Now you at the bar, drinks oh. is flowing. You've <laughs> 2,000 miles this away. Does not say any of this. Oh my God. <laughs> you just, oh my you God. Wrote, What's about to happen tonight? You wrote what? An entirely new article. That is so what? Funny. What is happening tonight? That we, oh, we fucking. And we're not going to talk about it. We can't mm. say that because I have to be able for standards and practices oh, to say there's no. Oh, we get to know each other really well. Really, really well. And then when you okay. get back to the office, you got your work spouse, who is literally your work spouse. So they are there where you can fuck with them as far as needing help with your work, you need help with projects. You got something pending. They got your back. Maybe you got to grab an email. Maybe from one of those places that is super stringent about everything and you forgot to lock your computer at your desk. You can be like, yo, go lock my computer for me. They got that for you. Maybe There you are people wait. like that. Yes. They are not work spouses, though. They, they want to be, though. Listen, no man, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but Trish, there's not been I, an attractive man that has been nice to you in your work career who has not thought about you being their work spouse. No. I'm trying. Yes. Yes. It is. It is pretty problems, people. Pretty okay. people have never really <laughs> had to experience platonic relationships. I tell my wife that all the time. She was like, oh, this guy was so nice to me at the store. I was like, because he was trying to fuck. He was We're trying to get to know you. Yeah, that Same. guy is not being nice to you because he just saw you walking and decided to be a good Samaritan. No, he saw your ass and your tights and was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh. And then he came and pressed you, right? Work spouses are not just platonic relationships. 
Don't okay, let this... so let's go back to what Psychology Today says, Freud. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, as I discussed in an earlier post, relationship labels help members and others understand social closeness and expectations. Labeling someone a work spouse helps members of this relationship, co-workers and people outside of the office, better understand the close connection of these colleagues. It helps everyone figure out what to think, do, and say regarding these relationships. So they are more likely to form when people experience A, similarities, B, compatibility, C, complementary strengths of opposites, and and or D, availability and physical proximity. Mm-hmm. Work spouses start as friends and grow naturally over time. Rather than seeing work spouses, partners come to recognize them often the label, the special bond that is formed. For instance, two doctoral students became, began, uh, began seeing each other or themselves as work spouses after their major professor, professor appreciated their positive influence on each other and began referring to them as Mr. and Mrs. Psycho- sociology. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't say it's bad. It depends on who you ask. The people who are involved in those relationships don't think it's bad, but I well, bet psychology you they doesn't think it's bad. I bet you their spouses think it's bad. My wife would not appreciate another woman. No, no. What, lunch can you be a work spouse without being a spouse at home? What can you be a work spouse without having a spouse at home? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, you can be single and just have a work. That's my yeah. work spouse. That's my work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you always, you. Always yeah, if you're single, single, if you're right. single. Yeah, there nobody's... is nobody in your life that have a problem with it. Oops, sorry. You know, and yeah. there's nobody around you that have a problem with it. So therefore, right, it's, it's just cool. a work spouse. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean it's good though, because once you and that work spouse cross the line and start being intimate with each other, this does not say then, oh that is going to happen. It does happen. I'm telling I under, you, what I'm, just, I'm sure it happens. You know what People happens. that work together hook up and then they get married all the, or time. The, all the time so we're not talking about that and they don't always get married shout so, out to trisha or, trying to make it rosy and pretty no they do not always get together married. All, i mean yeah um, <laughs> people work together fuck and then they get broken up and then they have issues okay it's <laughs> so here it says what are the advantages of having a work spouse having a work spouse can be a great benefit to the organization for example influencing higher levels of employee commitment committed Indivi- to what I don't know. Getting uh, individuals know stop spouse. it. Individuals with a work spouse report improved work effectiveness, effectiveness and sure feelings of connectedness. Of course I feel connected to Given they genuinely given the, the genuine care they have for each other, work spouses provide one another with a safe place to communicate and confide their problems without embarrassment or fear. They help Facts. improve performance by giving candid and honest feedback. And Facts. they offer a safety net where individuals can leave, let their guard down and provide an escape from pressures of the office environment. Facts. Just like I said. And you have that okay. person you can talk shit with. Yeah. So it's like your boy. No. I've never considered any of my male friends my work husband at work. <laughs> that is never fucking Okay. Go, go. All right. So go to the challenges. Go go to the challenges. You, you read the challenges of having a, a work spouse. All right. So when we're talking about having these work spouses, again, it's not all peaches and cream. So challenges is first, some aspects believe some skeptics believe work spouse is a cover for romance or sexual attraction. However, researchers stress that these are platonic relationships are formed among all different types of employees and often among people who would not be sexually or romantically attracted to each other, i.e. a gay man and a straight female or two straight women. 
I've never known two women be like, that's my work wife, one. And I definitely have seen a gay man and a straight woman be like, that's my work spouse, that's my work husband. Yes. But they still make very non, they make heterosexual jokes towards each other because mm-hmm. they're work spouses or work, you know, they're work partners or whatever right. the case may be. Right. You notice that did not say a man and a woman. You okay. notice the examples that you, because a man and a woman cannot call each other work spouse spend time together, share intimacy together. Mm-hmm. Now, intimacy is not always physical, people. Right. Intimacy is looking at each other in the eyes while having a conversation. Intimacy is, like the article said earlier, telling them something that you don't tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. Those are all intimate moments. And if you share those intimate moments with someone of the opposite sex, or excuse me, or you share that with someone who you're sexually uh, attracted to, it's going to turn into something, right? Well, then, I mean, then you... Yeah, that's if you turn if you turned your crush into a work spouse. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's when it would happen. No, if because... it's legitimately your work spouse, like that's your person at work. Right. But your person at work is mm-hmm. the person you spend more time with than your person at home. If we're talking about going into the office, mm-hmm. we're talking about just going into the office. Where it was years and years ago. Right, back in my just, day. Oh, back in my day, right. we went into the office, <laughs> right. you know, where you were spending 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day with this person. Mm-hmm. You spend more time being active and alert with that person than you do your own spouse. Well, you spend more time with everybody in your office than you do with your family. So, But no, because then there's people in your office you don't like, so you don't fuck with them. And so you only deal with the people that you like i.e. your work spouse is the person you go to see your lunches with you go get your snacks with you go for your walk you want to be a little healthier new year's resolution we'll just go take these afternoon walks together if you work at a really nice place and you got a gym in the building you go to the gym together before or after work i definitely 1000 percent know people who started to have their like after work gym partner yeah Uh that lasted all about a month before it turned into something else after work Okay. Or whatever, right? Like, so this is not your work spouse is is cute, but it's not a game. You have to be very mature. You mm-hmm. have to be very focused on what the boundaries are in this relationship, because just being a human, you let your guard down, feelings will develop, right? Like, okay. if you let your guard down, if you say things so. are gonna happen. You've never let your guard down. You've always been on point. You never, Trish never even gave these niggas the time a day. <laughs> She was like, thank you for my coffee. I got to take a call. It's no, oh, well, next time I'm going to walk down with you to go get the coffee. Oh, well, well, let's just go and grab coffee off site next time. Let's just get off site. You know, it's just so stuffy. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You want to go? What about after work? Let's go after work to grab some coffee together. No. Nobody's doing that. Okay. All right. So it says work spouse relationships are often misunderstood and motives being motives for them being called to question into question. Um, yeah, so yeah, this is what you're saying. First, some skeptics, like I said, believe work spouses cover for romance or sexual attraction. However, researchers stress that these are often their platonic relationships and they're formed, uh, formed among all different types of employees. Right, but and when you often among them, people who are not sexually or romantically attracted to one another, you keep reading that part. That don't yeah. change the fact that it's not that that ain't the case all the time. It ain't yeah, the but case. I can, no, it's not the case all the time. But a lot of times it could be the case. So. A lot of times people could be nice, but they choose to be assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's and now another 
challenge with being work spouse is the work gossip that starts because of it, mm-hmm. right? People in the work spouse relationship can be disadvantaged because their relationships become a fodder for gossip. People be talking. The streets are going to be talking about you. Mm-hmm. Why he? Why she always at his desk? Why he always over here? Why they always go to lunch together? Dang, he bring her breakfast again? Oh, wait, she went and grabbed him coffee again? My uh, gosh. Wow, okay. look at that. So now, so now, work spouses are maybe viewed by coworkers and management, even worse, as a unit, making it difficult that their individual contributions can be recognized. Because who did it? Was it Jane or was it Jack? Who did it? I don't know. They're always together. They worked on it together. So neither one of you are going to get, uh, you know, your proper acknowledgement for the things that you're doing. Okay. And now, another challenge that they say, some resistance to work spouses come from the label itself as object to using familiar terms for work relationships, they perceive terms such as spouse, husband, wife to be a violation of their home relationships. As this is explained, the term spouse is sacred. I only have one spouse and I'm married to them. I will not refer to a work relationship as a spousal relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? So yep. those are some challenges that come with having a work spouse, but you know, there are the so, perks. What What are the perks? The perks are having someone that you can bounce work ideas off of, having someone who's there to help you. I'm just so confused why I can't just be a friend. Because it stops just being your work friend when you start doing spousal type shit for each other. Like the work spouse, work wife, work husband is when the relationship goes into catering to each other's needs or wants, right? And catering can be something as simple as Because so many spouses do that for one another. They should do it for one another, (laughs) right? And I think that's another thing. Work spouses tend to fill in that gap that you're not getting at home, right? So, you know, someone doesn't have a spouse who's very caring about their individual needs. Well, then here comes your work spouse bringing you your favorite thing to eat on Fridays. Every Friday, they bring you your favorite little snack from the store. Then I must be the biggest bar. work spouse because I used to go to Chick-fil-A and either get chicken minis, get Krispy Kreme donuts, or bring um, Revolution donuts all the time for the office. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, that's for the whole office. You, yeah. I mean, you like, you know. Yeah, I like them. The, the like, pass around in the office, the work pass around, you know, yeah. if you want to put it in terms like that. But no, we're talking about individual relationships. Okay. Like we're talking about those when you go to work and your only thought is, what am I going to bring Shane today? Oh, mm-hmm. Shane likes Snickers bars. I'm going to bring, I'm going to put two Snickers bars at Shane's desk. Or I'm going to work. I'm like, oh man, I just walked past this nursery and that's Trish's favorite flowers right there. Let me go make sure she has some tulips on her that's desk. That's weird. She comes in. That would be you know, weird. That, and that's how work spouses, that that's how it goes from work friends to work spouses. You're like, oh, oh everyone well, in the office is like, that. we're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings for lunch. And y'all are like, ah, nah, well, you know, we like Chipotle. So, you know, me, yeah, and, me and Jane, we're going to go over to Chipotle and grab our right, lunch. Then weird. we'll meet y'all back here or whatever. Okay. Right? So that's where we go from work friends to work spouses is when you start catering to the needs of that person individually outside of what the team is doing. Okay. So what? So, so I mean, best final, advice is so good, or, op- so good or bad. Depends on who you are. If you're single, mm-hmm. then a work spouse can be an amazing thing. Okay. It can be a relationship that you have outside of whatever other relationships you have. If you're in a relationship where you're married, work spouse can can cause arguments because God forbid your significant other finds out that you are catering to the needs of someone else by bringing them lunch, making them lunch, you know, whatever the fuck, paying for their ticket somewhere. Know. That's insane. No, okay. That's, that's a yeah, that's a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Exactly. Outward. You know, like it it 
that just because y'all ain't actually did nothing don't mean that it's okay and you mm-hmm. don't bring me lunch every day like why, why are you bringing me lunch every day? you want my wife to cut me and you like <laughs> yeah that's don't weird. do that don't okay. do that right so what so what so what final thoughts why be friends keep it friendship like when that person says hey do you want to go grab something like ah i'm good i mean like do like trish do. like all right let's go grab something for the office everybody in the office can get some coffee i'm not bringing just you coffee you know like keep it gotta keep that strict line strict don't let that boundary get blurred don't talk about your don't talk about your relationship issues outside of work with your work person Mm -hmm. because that's a huge opening that you're leaving there for this person to cater to a need that your outside relationship isn't providing you know just keep it work keep it work keep it friendly or whatever i mean keep it pushing or whatever the only work spots you should be fucking is if you work from home and your work spouse is your spouse just stop saying using bad words okay do that you know (laughs) My work spot, she uptight. I be trying to get some afternoon attention. She be acting all up. I got to homeschool kids. We talk about kids got a test to do. I'm like, what you mean they got a test to do? I'm trying to test you. What you trying to do? Like, you trying to pass this test or not? What you oh doing? Oh, my gosh. It's whatever. You are a complete fool. That went all the way left. That is not what. That's, yeah, that's. I mean, that is the I work get, spot situation. Yeah, everyone, everyone working virtually. Like your work, your work spouse is now your real spouse. So now you got to treat them like you treat your work spouses. Well, I never, I don't have a work, I don't have a work spouse because my husband doesn't, he's not at home. So even during the pandemic, he was still, he kept, he kept going to the office. So, but that was so we didn't end up on the news. Exactly. Shout out to all those relationships that end up with divorce. Divorce attorneys were making that money 2021. Keep some semblance of just normalcy otherwise we would all and plus when he's uh, talking he's like <laughs> when he's on the call, <laughs> like, oh jim you're so funny i'm like yeah. oh no we could not, we could yeah, not take that God. we could not take that my kids saw not one of my all. videos that i put up online for my uh manifested dreams you're like mm-hmm. dad why are you talking like that i'm like what do you mean that's how you i mean talk like this like, like this like, <laughs> they were like dad that is not how you talk you you cuss out uh chop judges on the tv you don't talk like that. I'm like, yes, but those, you know, chop judges be making bad decisions sometimes. So, Who just what judge? Chop, chop, the TV show. Oh, the on your show. Oh, yeah. that is so funny. You and that guy's name. It, what's his name again? The host Ted. Yeah. Is it Ted or Tim? Ted. Ted okay. is the host of Chop. Yeah, and he was the guy from. Yeah, he was the guy from um, queer from a straight guy. I looked it up. So wait, so Ted is. Ted Ted Allen is yeah, mm-hmm. he was on the original version oh. of Square for the Straight Guy. Mm-hmm. Is he of the LGBTQI community? I don't know, but I don't think you had to be. Well, no, yeah, it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They were queer dudes, and they that was helping straight queer, dudes learn how to dress, get, right? Learn how to dress, cook, you know, just everything. Yeah, yeah his website says Emmy winner, OG Queer Eye for Straight Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess since it's called Queer Eye for Straight Guys and he was queer, but yeah, whatever. Ted's my guy, yo. Ted be like uh the way he talks trash in such a eloquent manner to these uh, cooks is hilarious to me. Okay. All right. Well, that's that on that. What else? What's that's that? Yeah. That's no, I think um we are approaching, we are about what is it, 12, 12 days away from a great interview that we're gonna have soon. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. 
You know what I'm saying? Twelve days away. Mm-hmm. No pressure. Can't wait for you guys to get that one. I mean, that's going to be dope. Um, we have a lot other persons coming out to give us their perspectives on career choices, from going entrepreneurship to working and climbing that corporate ladder. And for those who are trying to decide whether or not what to do, do I stay in this corporate grind or do I go off and do my own thing? You know, decisions we all are facing. Yeah. Yes. This. I mean, you think, and I don't want to get all sappy or just in just in my feelings, but you think at a certain age you you have it all figured out. I don't think you. I don't think you ever. I don't think anyone ever have it, it out. all figured out. I think every day we try to not make the same mistakes we made yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the best we can do today is just not be be better than what I was yesterday, and then hope that the lessons that I've learned can give me insight on how to make decisions for tomorrow. Yep. Because that's it. I remember when I was young, I thought adults knew everything. (laughs) And then I became an adult. Yeah. No. I never thought adults knew everything. Oh, my God. I thought that my parents were idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That's. I thought I knew everything. So I was the idiot. Yeah, no. I I definitely thought adults had, like, the keys to life and wisdom. Oh, And knew everything or whatever. I feel like I kind of do now because my kids can ask me questions. And I'll act like I didn't hear them while I look it up. While I ask, you know, I'll ask ChatGPT or I'll look it up in Google for the answer. And then I'll be like, what would you say? And then I'll turn around and then I'll give them the answer. And they'll look at me with, like, these all-knowing eyes. Like, Like, wow, he's so omnipotent. Everything. (laughs) You do like, dad be on his shit. He's yes. all knowing. So funny. All right. Well, where can they find us, Shane? Man, where can you find us? You can find us on the Twitter or X, excuse me, find us on the X. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on StreamYard. You can find us on any streaming platform. And if you don't feel like searching, you can just ask Siri or ask Alexa and right. they'll find us for you. You Mom, I told my mother that yesterday. She's like, I haven't seen your podcast in a while. How do I find it? I'm like, first of all, you can just go to our website and yeah, they're w- all w- listed there. Okay. You can say to Alexa or on your phone to find our podcast and literally and you us. will find it. Okay. We are known by Alexa and Siri. They fuck yeah, with us. Right. They know who it's we like, are. Like, geez, if your own mother can't... <laughs> Listen, I asked him, I'm like, yo, I asked my wife, I'm like, you still listen to our podcast? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Does she? My yeah, husband. but she was like, I'm like five episodes behind though. Five? Like, what she been doing? I'm like, what you doing? She was like, I listen to it for 30 minutes. And then oh. I get distracted by something else and I have to go back. And okay. I'm like, all right, cool, man. That's Just keep fine. listening, please. She is molding minds. So You know, she is. She's, she's out here busy. homeschooling, yelling, she's fussing. Busy. Trying to teach them a thing um, or two. Jason thought that your little um your little pun was hilarious. Which one? <laughs> About the guy squirting. Oh, that's funny. Water. He's like, he like that. Yo, that's that cool. was hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to them. I was like, as you can see from the video, I did not get I didn't get it. Not a it clue. And that was what made it even funnier to me. I was cracking up. Yo. Right I'm like, she does not, she does not <laughs> hear like me right at over all. my head. So anyway. All right, Shane. Well, all right, love you. And thank everyone for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. All right. Bye. Bye.